Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hey there. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about a new model of self-leadership. And I touched on this a couple of weeks ago uh, where I was talking about the cycle of neediness, but this idea of tender stewardship of our bodies, of our lives, of our relationships. Um, And for many of us, this is a paradigm shift, right? Because we're taught that uh, you know, what's right and best and good is to be last on our list, um, to avoid and ignore ourselves unless we have specifically earned our own attention, to wait for external validation and approval in order to know that we've done a good job, and to really like, you know, that it doesn't matter that we're sunk deep down in this like a boiling vat of resentment and lack of vitality and feel frozen in the face of doing anything different and feel simultaneously like I'm driven to be hyperproductive to, um, do things for other people, right? Again, because we're churning, 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 trying to earn some sort of approval, trying to earn some sort of break that is externally granted. Um, that's never going to be given, right? Waiting until there's some kind of magical time where we have six weeks of blank space in our calendar or $20,000 in our bank account or whatever it is that we think that it will take in order for us to be able to relax, in order for us to be able to rest. And so we're churning, 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 outsourcing our tending to the people around us and making it their responsibility to tell us when we've done enough, their responsibility to tell us when we're worthy, when we've earned it, when we're doing a good job. 
And meanwhile, we have no energy to do what matters most, no clue even what matters most, uh, a completely magical realist relationship with space and time where we're putting things on our to-do list with no actual human or humane ability to get through that to-do list on any given day, right? It's like we feel each each five-minute increment in the calendar with five different things that, you know, somehow magically we're supposed to be able to get done. And then if we don't, because of course we don't, hello, human, we judge ourselves deeply. Um, we use that as evidence for our lack of self-worth instead of investigating what it is that we're doing you know, putting ourselves so chock full of requirements, um, you know, and, and expecting that we'll be able to, to get done with that in, in some kind of finite period of time. If you hear my, my youngest daughter in the background squawking, she similarly disagrees with the, uh, realistic ability of us to get through our to-do list in any kind of reasonable time when we're, we're stacking it with so many things. So when this is happening, um, our unconscious stories are running the show. Our social conditioning is running the show. We have put a lot of our uh, decisions, daily decisions, um, our ways of being in the world on autopilot at some early age, and we're just like going through the motions, honestly, just acting it out and telling ourselves that that's what life is. You know, oh, well, you know, I guess this is just my lot in life to do for others. And, you know, maybe at some point, maybe in retirement, maybe when my last kid graduates from high school, maybe when, you know, I finally get promoted, I'll have more space in my life for myself. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Or, you know, we start to believe that, um, the presence of our needs or the presence of our burnout is some kind of signifier of our inadequacy, our weakness, a moral failing, right? If we were, if we were just like everybody else, we would just be able to hack it, right? Everyone does it more seamlessly than us. Everyone does it more easily than us. And this kind of bitter, resentful, I just keep thinking of a drought, right? It's like that land that's cracking because it's so dry. Um, it feels profoundly uncomfortable to be in that space. And I've been in that space uh, several times. And so, you know, I, I, I understand I have so much compassion for those of us who are in that space right now. And it almost feels like nothing is worth doing because if you think about that parched earth, when you pour water onto it, you know, it's the, the, the earth itself is so resistant, right? It's almost like the water pools up. It doesn't sink in because we're so hardened against receiving because it's been such a long time and it's really, it's been so painful that we don't know how to do it any other way. And being in this spot, having overextended yourself, over-delivered, you know, so put your own needs on the back burner, is painful. Um, 
leaves no room for you, for your joy, for your pleasure, for your anything that you need to exist or thrive. Because remember, this is about more than survival. You may be surviving this way, but is that what, is that a life for you? Is that how you want to experience your life? And are you really in charge of that life? Right? Or is everything else in charge and you're just kind of like bobbing and weaving and trying to make the best out of what you've been given? So there's this paradigm shift when we start thinking about tender stewardship, when we start thinking about what it is really like to um, stand in your self leadership at the center of your life and make decisions actively that, um, that allow you to not just survive, but also exist, thrive, that, um, welcome the full expression of yourself forward into every pocket fold of your life, every relationship of your life. And, you know, in some ways, these two ways of operating in the world are like day and night, but really, you know, it's about starting to sink in and start taking some of these daily choices off of autopilot, starting to stand uh, in your sovereign leadership in small ways that add up. And I think we're afraid of it when we're in that space of the, the, the cry, the dry cracked earth, because we can't imagine it any other way. It feels like doing anything any differently. Um, it's going to just like completely upend the apple cart, right? Like everything in my life is stacked up just so, just so that it's like such a careful balance that I can even exist. Like I, I don't have it in me to start moving things around. And is that true? Do you not have it in you to start moving things around? Because I wonder about that. And yeah, I definitely think that the majority of us are um, stacked pretty deep when it comes to uh, the things that we expect of ourselves, the things that our jobs expect from us. You know, at the time of recording this, we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, in the middle of just like here in the United States, a really fraught uh, political time, um, social time. You know, there's a, there is a lot going on, but this idea that, you know, I've gotten everything to be just so, and I don't have it in me to even move things around just a little bit to make space for me. I kind of compassionately and lovingly want to call bullshit on that because I think that there's nobody who doesn't benefit from more you nonetheless yourself, right? There's nobody who doesn't benefit. And every part of your life will be made better by beginning to stand in that space of tender stewardship, by beginning to really treat yourself like you matter, like you are a special, wonderful thing, um, you know, that you're cherished. And that shift begins from within, because a lot of us are waiting, you know, we're, we're in that space of scorched earth waiting for somebody, anybody to just like pluck us out of that earth, like the shiny diamond that we might 
secretly know or, or hope or, you know, in our, our heart of hearts wish that we are inside and to recognize us for, um, for that sparkly, gorgeous thing that we might want to be. Right. Um, but this tender stewardship is about doing that, you know, like reaching inside and excavating out that diamond yourself and really holding yourself in the center of your life as, um, as a person who matters, as a person who is deserving of care, who is worthy of care. And, you know, on the other side of this, this might look like a really lush and, uh, you know, vibrant and spacious and delicious, uh, landscape. You know, I like to think about our inner realms of our relationship with ourselves, our inner landscape as this plot of land. And, you know, we've all been given one, right? We've all been given a body. We've all been given this, this inner landscape. And yet for many of us, we are spending our life wishing that we were given somebody else's plot of land. We're spending our life comparing ourselves to somebody else or, you know, kind of like hanging out here, hoping that somebody will come by our dilapidated fence and, and acknowledge and exclaim how special this plot of land is, um, to, to do something that we're unwilling to do for ourselves, you know, because when we're not treating ourselves like we matter, when we're not treating ourselves like we're special, we are not, um, we are not doing for ourselves what we hope that somebody will do for us. And why is that? Why does it feel so dangerous to get by our own side, to stay on our own team? Why does it feel so impossible to take care of ourselves unless somebody else, somebody out there says, Hey, why don't you, you know, take a nap, take a rest, have some lunch. And yet when we're able to really, uh, like stand, stand claiming, you know, like put our flag down on this, this swath of earth that we have, um, inherited with our birth and to, to make good with what we have with this body, with this energetic capacity, with this set of ambitions and preferences and, um, and weaknesses and struggles, right? If we are willing to fully occupy our lives, this life, this body in this time, what could be possible for us? You know, I'm really wary of any kind of self-care conversation that talks about how much more you will be able to do uh, once you start caring for yourself. But the reality is when you start stoking and cultivating your own energy, when you start paying attention to what you have here and being the tender steward of your own landscape, you have a lot more available to you. Because you're going to be a lot more discerning about your boundaries. You're going to be uh, make decisions with greater sense of ease. You're going to reclaim energy that you may have before spent on worrying about being everything to everyone else, fixing everybody else, taking responsibility for everybody else at the detriment of taking care of yourself. 
In short, you're going to reclaim a lot of energy that you are putting into things that weren't your responsibility and have that energy available for the things that are your responsibility, like your needs, like taking care of yourself, like bringing your truest, most fully expressed self into your relationships, um, into your work, into how you, how you put yourself together, how you show up in the world. Uh, you're going to have a better understanding of your personal capacity so that you're going to be able to say, um, uh, you know, that's no, I can't do that right now. Right. Like, no, you know, I'm, I, I understand better how much energy I have available. And so when I say yes or no, I'm being responsive to that capacity instead of responsive to those stories that say I should do this or it would be best to do that. You're going to be in right relationship with, um, with yourself, which means you're going to be pledging your allegiance to yourself first and everything's going to come through you. Right. So instead of phoning a friend, asking all of your social media um, followers, uh, texting your sister, whatever, right? You're going to run things through your own internal guidance system and ask yourself, does that work for me? Does that feel right? Does that fit? You know, fully occupying our lives, um, we're not, we're not necessarily taught how to do this. We're not necessarily, you know, we're certainly not taught to trust ourselves enough to do this. And yet, you know, each and every one of us has access to this. This isn't like, when I talk about this kind of self-care, this tender stewardship, this isn't about, you know, beautifully curated Instagram photos or, you know, this kind of self-care that's expensive or, um, you know, reserved for a privileged few. This is about turning towards yourself and prioritizing the things that make you feel lit up, whole, safe, grounded, and like you belong. And whether that's putting your tea in the most perfect cup you can find in your cupboard or cleaning out your car so that you, you know, have a nice inner lance, like outer landscape to look at as you drive to work, um, saying no when you want to say no, <laughs> saying yes when you want to say yes, uh, doing this, this work and, and really like tending to your relationship with yourself, bringing that to the center and forefront of your life gives you this opportunity to get to know, like, and trust yourself. And many of us are so busy, you know, basically from birth, right? We start, we, you know, we grow up, we go into school, we just stay in school till we get a job. Maybe we have like some relationships or maybe we have some kids or maybe we have some projects, you know, we're, 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 we're busy, we're distracted. And so if we don't take the time to get to know ourselves, then how can we imagine that we're going to be able to care for ourselves? Right. We have to be able to slow down and, and really acquaint ourselves with the person who we are underneath all of our identities inside of our bodies. And that's tender stewardship. It is showing up to get to know so that you can take care of and respond from a place of your truest and most essential self. And 
that work, um, that's lifetime work, right? We're always growing. We're always changing. So, you know, it, you may not know yourself now and that's okay. It make t- might take time to really get the flesh out the full picture of what that inner landscape looks like. And that's okay. But as you build this relationship with yourself, you're going to have a much better picture of, you know, what hurts, what helps, what feels good, um, where you get stuck, where you get trapped, what helps you out. You're going to be able to navigate your life from this place of feeling confident in, in the trusting relationship with yourself that you've built. And so everything that you're looking, you're, you've, you've typically been looking outside of yourself for, you're going to be able to give yourself. And this isn't about being alone. And this isn't about perpetuating this belief that individualism is the only way, but it's about building a relationship with yourself so that you are able to be in community in a way that is more authentic to you, that that has space for the fullest expression of what you have to offer, where you feel rooted and supported and grounded enough that uh, when you show up, you aren't showing up with, you know, a tenth of what you have to offer and telling yourself some kind of shitty story that that's too much, Right. So when I say that this work of tender stewardship, there's not a part of our life that it doesn't touch. It's true, you know, because on the one hand, it's about meeting our needs. But on the other hand, it's about standing by our own side and and really showing up for ourselves wherever it is that we want to go. Whatever it is that we want to create, whatever it is that we want to say yes to. So that we can be in that relationship with ourselves, so we can know how to make commitments that are sustainable, that actually work for us, that we're able to be in relationships where we feel safe enough to to really, you know, ask for what we need and and say what we mean, to have this relationship with ourselves and know deeply that we have cultivated this inner landscape, this space to belong, no matter what is happening in the external world around us. And that piece is so, 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 so important. And so Thank you for hanging out with me today um, and and walking around, spending some time walking around in that internal landscape. It was wonderful getting to talk to you. And uh, if you want to do this work with me, if you wanna, if you if you want this paradigm shift in your life, uh, I welcome you to to come hang out with me. Uh, I my signature program tend, uh, the doors are opening for it next month and you can find out more at maraglatzel.com backslash tend. Um, what we talked about here on this episode is the mainstay of what we do, right? Walking from that space of feeling like that cracked and, um, and that, that just like drought of care to really building act by act by act this lush and verdant and, and vibrant 
uh, in our landscape that we can just, we can like live in and enjoy and um, and operate out of. You know, the other day I had this experience where I I was taking some time off and doing something that really filled my cup, and I had this idea of you know fill your cup and let it shine through you. And I, and I really believe that what we give to ourselves becomes just this, like, um, like just gorgeous, shiny gift for the world around us, for everybody that we encounter, for everything that we care about. And so, you know, it's about the care, but it's about so much more too. So if you want to hang out in that space with me, you want to hang out with a community of phenomenal humans doing this work alongside you, please come, come and hang out with us over at maraglatzel.com backslash backslash tend. You can uh, join the wait list there. All right. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support and learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to the needypodcast.com to sign yourself up for revive a gorgeously free five day course, chock full of real self care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you.